Hi, I'm Jennifer Zollett. And I'm Larkin Bell. Welcome to our podcast, A Brighter Lens. excited to talk with both of you. It's fun to have two people in conversation today. So thanks so much for joining us. We're so happy to be here. Definitely. Julia, if you could just start and give us a brief synopsis of your short film, Wiggle Room, and talk about how you and your co-writer, co-director, Sam Guest, came up with the idea and developed the script. Um, So Wiggle Room tells the story of Daisy, um, a 17-year-old girl who goes to the insurance agency that owes her money for a wheelchair ramp ramp that's built at her house. And she ends up confronting, having a confrontation with the shady insurance agency who um, owes her that money. Um, And the idea for Wiggle Room came about um, actually from a personal experience. a friend of mine suffered an injury that resulted in paraplegia. Um, you know, Sam and I both really um, it was, was grappling with the incident and we really wanted to kind of um, create something for him that he could see himself in and feel empowered by, um, but also center um, that in a universal story. Um, and so that the character could really be something that was was uh, visible and empowering and encountering a situation that affects all of us. And, you know, I'm Canadian. I don't understand American insurance. I never have. I like got insurance for the first time, I think like last year. Um, I've lived here for 10 years. Um, So it's always seemed so absurd to me and so ridiculous. And so we kind of wanted to take that experience of, you know, like trying to get your money back and dealing with these institutions. Um, We want to take that and really make it this like absurd, um, almost Kafka-esque experience. That's cool because those those are two it's like these interesting ideas that like we just don't normally see on film before, you know, it's not like, wow, insurance, let me see that, you know, but (laughs) in the short and just like how compelling the, the characters were, that's, that's, it's just so interesting. Um, Deanna, how was, how was your audition experience like, and what was it like acting in your first film? Um, it was pretty different. I mean, when they had me like send in a little clip, like, I didn't, I mean, it was really just about me. I mean, I know I've seen a lot of, I know I've seen like, um, personally, like my friend who was actually like, at like, was it auditioned for different scripts? Like she's done it, like she had to read something. So it was kind of different doing it how I did it. But um, the overall experience was amazing. I was just, it was just perfecting it. I was like, cause I've never done this. So it was like, let me give them what they need on my part. I was just trying so hard to perfect, perfect like hi my craft of it yeah Deanna I never actually asked you because what ended up happening is we flew down to Chicago to meet Deanna um in person and kind of meet her and film her and we ended up meeting her at her hockey game um what did you think when you first saw us at the hockey game were you like who are these people (laughs) what was running through your mind during that oh with that I was like wow they're really here like 
this is legit. Like, I just was, like, nervous. It was almost like watching scouts, like, scouts watch you at a game almost in a way. So, I was like, oh, wow. Because I was at hockey, and I'm like, oh, they're up there. And I was like, I kept looking. And I was like, oh, they're talking to my mom and my sister. And it was like, it was just all nerve-wracking. I was like, oh, my gosh. Love that. And um, I guess for both of you or Julia, did the script evolve or change at all once Deanna came aboard? Like, what um, what was that influence like? Um, I think not so much the script um, because the script was, you know, done, had such a structure that was um, kind of the, the blueprint, that experience that we all go through. It was more just like the actual character and the way Deanna approached the role that was really informed by her. And, you know, for all our other characters, uh, we wrote extensive backstories and we really like um, went deep into that. But with Deanna, it was really important that we just let her be her and um, let her draw from her own life and from her own feelings and um, really ignite the feeling that Daisy is going through, um, which she did in ways we couldn't even imagine. Do you, um, this question is for both of you. Do you have any fun stories from shooting or the whole, you know, collaborative experience? Oh my gosh. Um, there was a lot of onset crushes. (laughs) I love. (laughs) Like seriously, that was one thing that was so funny. I was totally wrapped up in, um, in shooting so I like didn't know what was going on but my my good friend who is a um matchmaker um was like going around on set and setting up all these couples she even set up one of our extras with Deanna's mom back in Chicago (laughs) oh my gosh wow (laughs) yeah do you want to explain that yeah we were just um it was I think it was like the day before the last shooting that we did, um, we were just all talking, and I was like talking to my mom and stuff, and he, we were just all talking, like, oh my god, your mom's so beautiful and stuff like that. I was like, well, my mom's single, so <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, she doesn't come to New York, but you know, she'll be out here one day. So it was just like, okay, you know. Yeah, there was like a whole FaceTime meet and everything. Wow. This is like the whole whole like B storyline of the film. I know, I know. Even in the midst of like rain and like car accidents and like flying and all this stuff, it's like, you know, there was still a romance. Love it. Wow. Well, lastly, Julia um, and Deanna, what do both of you hope audiences will come away with after watching your film? Um, I think it's really important for Sam and I, like uh, as directors, that we never want to push uh, an agenda on the viewer. And I think that it's always um, a beautiful thing when you can leave the viewer with questions and not answers and that they're able to kind of create their own conclusions or feel Um, a way that's specific to them. Um, Because I think that, you know, specifically with this story, you know, there is no like ending. There's no ending that really can tie up this experience. It's like very much um, something that is alive and, and, and happening to all of us. And so I think that, you know, we wanted to people to kind of like um, walk away from it, um, ideally kind of still thinking about it and still feeling it and still experiencing it. Um, Really with like the experience of like the film and everything, like, especially like with audience that who have disabilities or just an audience in general, like always seems like the 
light of things. Like, even though you fight so much, like, a lot of things you cannot change. So it's like, you know, always try to see the light of, you know, things that you can't change. Beautiful. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. We're excited. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I recommend the, the short to other people to watch. Yeah. Yes. And if you want to see more updates of the film, uh, at Anarene Films on Instagram. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're so Thank welcome. You. Happy Sundance. You can find us at abrighterlens.com and at abrighterlens on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at abrighterlens at gmail.com. You can download the show wherever you listen to podcasts and on Apple Podcasts where we'd love it if you left us a review. Our theme song was composed by Jesse Nelson. Our logos were designed by Meg Cafferty. Our associate producer is Elise Welch. A Brighter Lens was created by Jennifer Zollett and Larkin Bell. <laughs>